Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm good. I can hear you. Hello? Hello? Yeah, buddy. I've been able to hear you. No problem. Glad to be here. Well, the heart, my new horror film is coming out on October 8th. 
through some select theaters and then October 15th on the streaming services through Indican Pictures. So I'm excited about that. I got a big uh, Grand Pennsylvania premiere at the Angela Theater on October 27th, which is in Coldale, Pennsylvania, my hometown theater. So we're busy planning that. <coughs> Excuse me, getting that all set up. So that's uh, rather exciting. And uh, got the, uh, the military surplus business that uh, is in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. It's called Priority One Surplus. Check me out there, PriorityOneSurplus.com. And uh, just appearances and Comic Cons and all that kind of stuff. Just did the Harrisburg Comic and Pop Con last weekend. Andrew Melius uh, and the crew, always top-notch. Had a blast at that. Me and the wife, my lovely wife, Carolyn. We had a great time there, so that's uh, pretty much up to speed for the moment. <laughs> no, I still wrestle. I just uh, pick my spots, man. I don't need to do it anymore, so... I do it every once in a while just to keep my face out there with the wrestling, but, uh, you know, semi-retired. Well, from what I was told, it was supposed to be that one event there where I caused the miscarriage. And then they were going to keep me off TV for a little bit and then come back and do something with Glenn. But it had such a, a great reaction that they actually uh, decided to run with it. So it was kind of cool because uh, the first week, like I never even really knew what I was doing until like probably 5 o'clock the day of the show. So it was interesting. I just kind of hung out all day and sat in catering and waited for somebody to come get me. <laughs> so, yeah, it was interesting. That is, yeah, that is pretty interesting. Uh, that is really interesting. Um, and you you uh, were doing some uh, – you were, you were doing some things uh, before you got to WWE, right? You were doing some indie work? Oh, my audio's on now. Yeah, okay, I, fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually uh, trained with the Wild Samoans in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yes. So, yes uh, that's where I trained at. Still, uh, you know, obviously keep in touch with all the guys. Lloyd, I was uh, in Lloyd's wedding. Sam just had his liver transplant. Love you, Sam. Hope you're yeah. doing well out there, my man. Absolutely. And uh, Alpha Jr. and Lance and Pops and Moms and all the crew. Uh, Rikishi and Black Pearl out in L.A., very tight with everybody so you know i started there and got my experience with the wxw uh off of his federation working my way up became the champ there then uh pops got me a dark match with wwe in wilkesburg the end of october of 2003 i believe it was and performed well enough to get an invite down to louisville to Start training with WWE and sign my contract, and off I went. Nice. 
Now, who made the decision as uh, we get people asking questions here? Who made the decision to say, okay, so let's keep going with this thing as far as uh, the Kane and, and, and Lita pregnancy angle as far as your addition to it? Uh, honestly, I don't really know who made the call on that. All I remember was I was down at uh, OVW. We were doing drills in the ring, and Tommy Dreamer was there at the time and doing some drills, and I heard Tommy yelling, you know, to come down to talk to him. I went down. He's like, oh, you need to go get your stuff and get on an airplane to Phoenix mm-hmm. or somewhere in Arizona. But uh, I was like, yeah, okay. Like, I thought he was ribbing me. He says, so I had to get back in the ring. He said, no, seriously, you got to get going. Vince just called. You got you to gotta move. I'm like, oh, oh okay. So I <laughs> pulled, pulled my best O.J. Simpson imitation and ran through the airport like a lunatic. I was soaked through my clothes. Made it to the flight with, like, the door closing and me begging to get on. And ended up flying down to Dallas and then uh, wasn't going to make it in time to get to Raw because somebody effed up the travel arrangements and nobody ever called me or booked me or any of that kind of stuff for the next week. So they flew the corporate jet to uh, Dallas to meet me and on the private jet I went and flew down to Arizona and you know, the rest so to speak is history. Nice. Now the it wasn't my fault cat's phrase. Was that something you were told to say? Uh, or was no. it just a, a promo at the time that just caught fire? Just uh, came off the tip of my tongue and kind of <laughs> grew a mind of its own, and away it went. Wow! Yeah, I didn't put any, didn't really put any thought into it. I've just always used that my whole whole life when I, or something. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, just kind of came up. It's funny. Now, who? But was I hear it? it every day of my life now. So, I yeah, that's I mean, that's yeah, that's what you're all about. I mean, that's when you, when when it's Snitsky. It's about you know it's it's it wasn't my fault. It's like the that's that's the correlation. So that's uh, uh really mm-hmm. interesting. But but the thing is, it's sometimes people don't like getting pigeonholed like that. But at the same time, man, when you when you find something, you just you find something because a lot not a lot of people get you know opportunities like that. You know, coming right into the main roster feuding against Kane. You know what I mean? That's that's a big deal. So. Um, who was it that, like, the, the as far as when you said it wasn't my fault, was it Vince, you know, saying, you know, keep, you know, keep that going, or was it like an agent saying keep it going, or how, how was it that to, to, to made it continue? Uh, I, from what I vaguely remember, I think it was Stephanie. She had, uh-huh. I was working pretty much one-on-one with her, and, she was doing all my pre-tapes and all my vignette type stuff and just was uh, one of the the scripts I got for the segment that referred to, you know, the it's not my fault thing. And uh, then, like, I started doing the house shows. I would cut a promo before my match and, you know, the whole it's not my fault. Yeah. And just kind of took off from there. So. Now, it was kind of weird because Kane was a big heel at the time. And you went against them, you know, like you said, it was supposed to be kind of like a one deal, one, you know, one stop deal, but it eventually got to the point where you became the heel real quickly. And Kane was still feuding with Matt Hardy. It was just kind of a weird conundrum. Now, what was it? I mean, who, who made the decision as far as just like, 
keeping you heal was was there any type of thought process that come with it because i know that you were just supposed to do that one thing how did the from a backstage perspective how did it just kind of formulate because kane was still a heel at that time and it was just kind of like a weird conundrum uh i mean i know dan madigan was writing the storylines at the time for me anyway okay. and uh i just kind of showed up at raw and got my deal and did what i had to do i mean i didn't really like investigate who came up with it or whose idea it was or any of that kind of stuff. You got to realize, man, I've been toiling in the Indies for like five years and I yeah. got a call up at WWE <laughs> right. on the main roster. You're you not give, caring about that stuff. You don't give a crap about anything <laughs> right. other than getting paid and being on national TV. That's right. So they gave me my spot. I did what I had to do. And, you know, I just took it week by week and did what was asked of me and apparently did it pretty good because everybody's still talking about it 15 years later. So yeah. I guess, uh, I guess it went pretty well. <laughs> yeah. And you're, and you're right. You know, <laughs> for being in the Indies and getting, you know, getting that call and running down and everything. And uh, you're right. You know, I just, I, I just love this to, to, to see or, or to know like who was behind, you know, stuff like that as far as just, because at the end of the day, like you said, and like you made, like like you mentioned, it was supposed to be just a one stop deal, and for it to just kind of go and just kind of you know, uh, uh, kind of have its own life, and it was uh, was really interesting. Um, all right, so let's get to some uh, let's get to some questions. Everything's loaded up here. The audio's good for both of us here, and everything's uh, everything's set. All right, uh, Mo is asking, was anything ever your fault? <laughs> <laughs> so the hashtag is Ask Snitsky. So <laughs> is I think we all know the question. I think we all know the answer to that question. <laughs> right. No, it wasn't. Like I, said, like I said previously, it works for everything. I've been using it since I'm a kid. So yeah. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So another question. Uh, what do you think of Lars? And do you see yourself similar to Lars Sullivan? Uh Actually, I thought he was pretty good. I enjoyed his stuff. I mean, he's the only, well, besides Braun Strowman and now, you know, Bray Wyatt, the only real characters. Like, they're all so cookie cutter now. Everybody looks like everybody, and they all look like a bunch of underwear models. But <laughs> I don't know. It's just the kind of way I look at it. Yeah. Underwear models is a very, uh, very good way to put it. Uh, man, is, is that, uh, you think that's one of the biggest thing issues with current pro wrestling uh is is the lack of characters well honestly i don't really follow it that close mm -hmm. so I, I mean i don't know like the current happenings or the ins and outs of it but what drew me to wrestling as a kid was the larger than life characters and the sensationalism and the promos and just the over-the-top characters yeah and i mean let's be honest there's none of that in any of wrestling today, I mean, it's actually boring. Most of it's boring. Like, if I do watch it, I, I fast forward through most of it. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's just not my thing. I like characters. I like, you know, the larger than life guys. And I'm not saying it because I'm a bigger guy, but as a 10 year old kid, I'm flipping through the channels and you see Hulk Hogan cutting a promo and you're like, wow, what's this all about? Right. Honestly, there's nobody, if I was flipping through the channels these days, that I would stop and go, wow, what's this all about? I would just keep pressing the forward button on the TV remote, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> well, 
What do you so so you do like the fiend? You like you do like uh, Bray Wyatt's character, his new one? Yeah, I like his old character too. I mean, it's great. It's uh, you know, it's to me what wrestling is all about. You know, creating that suspended animation of reality and you know scaring the kids and you know getting people to yell at you and boo you and yeah. dislike you. I mean, that's that's the magic of wrestling. And unfortunately today with all the tweeners and the, you know, characters that don't know if they're good or bad, it's hard to really like get behind a bad guy or a good guy yes. or ride the storyline because the storylines change so often. Yes. So there's no, there's no vested, you know, interest in any of the characters. And that's what wrestling is all about. Creating the sympathy for the good guy, creating the heat for the bad guy. I mean, it's a lost art, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sad, but it's like, anymore it's just not like that yeah i agree with you man it is uh i've been a lifer and i get paid to to write and talk about wrestling which is uh, a blessing uh but it's i agree man i'm an old school uh, it's just like it's funny i got a comment said chris been saying that for weeks <laughs> just before yeah. i even said it so yes amen to that i've, I've been saying that for years actually because uh i've been a wrestling fan since the mid 80s and um Characters for me. I'm, I'm old school, man. So uh, yeah. I feel you on that for sure. I'm the same way, dude. I I, uh, I started watching in 1980 when I was 10 years old, and mm-hmm. like I said, man, you're flipping through the channels and you're like, wow, what's this all about? Yeah. You know, now, like I said, I I just flip through the channels and go right past it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's could be it's a it's a difficult industry to bring in new fans. You know what I mean? Like it's a yeah it's kind of like a niche market. Like I couldn't, I couldn't bring in like a few of my uh, good friends and say, Hey, why don't you just start watching wrestling now? Let me, let's bring, let's, you know, let's come down to my man cave and watch, watch an episode of raw and let me know what you think. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard to just really bring in new fans, riveting storylines and things like that. That's what, you know, uh, you're a little older than I am. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, it, I remember growing up in the eighties, it's like, that's what got me, and you, you know, you, you said the same thing as far as you know. You watch been, been watching wrestling since nineteen eighty, and we're eighties wrestling fans, and so that is what has that's what drew us. And it's like it's kind of like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's still the storylines, it's still the characters. You know, it, it's hard for millennials to to watch wrestling for what for wrestling's sake. Now it's just about. A bunch of moves and you know a bunch of flips and yeah. everybody you know chanting holy crap and uh, this is awesome in a match that's only you know five minutes long and you know what I mean it's just like <laughs> oh see, the whole thing what people what people get lost in the shuffle about wrestling is it's basically a Hollywood movie in ten minutes yeah you get the good guy versus the bad guy yeah simplest formula in the history of the world yep. And from there, the bad guy gets his heat. The good guy makes his comeback. Everybody cheers for him to win. I mean, it's the easiest, simplest formula. Yeah. And nobody follows it anymore. It's all come out, do 75 flips, 25 shoulder tackles, 17 suplexes off the top rope, and the guy gets up right after it and doesn't sell it. It's like, really? Right. It's it's, it's ridiculous. So true. Yeah, I always call it it a comic book come to life is what wrestling should be. You know what I mean? Well, when people ask me, like, oh, you know, know, how would you describe it? I always say it's an athletic soap opera. 
I'm a stuntman, an actor, yep. and a professional athlete, all wrapped up into one. Hundred percent, absolutely. I've said that to a, a soap opera. Yep. All right, so we got a couple more questions for you, so I can respect your time. Uh, Lex is asking, was there anything you would have infused in your run with WWE if given the chance to influence your character? Well, that's pretty much why I left WWE. I was constantly going to the writers with ideas, constantly kicking ideas past them, constantly, hey, let's try this, hey, let's do this, let's do that, blah, blah, blah. I mean, let's be honest, dude. If you've seen my pictures or anything on my social media, I'm a walking character. If you can't find something for me on that show, <laughs> you shouldn't point. be a writer. That's a good you should point. find a new hobby or a new job or something because you ain't cutting it. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I agree with that. I mean, and you're just just your presence alone, uh, you know, is 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 you, you got to find something in that for sure. Not some yellow tooth, you know, character, what was, you know, the ECW, uh, uh, stint that you had, um, who came up with that idea, you know? Yeah, it was Vince's idea. Yeah. So he came up to me one day and he just said, Hey, cut your hair off and go to the makeup lady and see about getting something to make your teeth look dirty. I was like, what? <laughs> but you know, yeah. I got another action figure out of it, so I ain't gonna complain. But yeah, that's I didn't true. Care for the, I didn't care for the character. I didn't care for having to paint my teeth every week. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was a lot that went into that that people don't realize. Yeah. And uh, you know, my characters get knocked a lot, but that's all right because nobody knows. Like they tell you what to do, they tell you how to do it, they tell you where to do it. It's not like I had a hundred percent creative control over my character. Anybody that knows me personally knows I'm a walking character. I could be funny. I could be serious. I could be scary. I mean, I could do it all pretty much, but when you're kind of told what to do every day at work, you just kind of want to do what you have to do and make everybody happy and get your paycheck. So that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate because, like you said, you are a walking character, and it would have been easy to to to, to make some money uh, from you. Um, is there anybody that you wanted to feud with uh, other than Kane um, while you were there? Were there any feuds? Uh, well, they kind of started doing a tag team thing. I mean, Heidenreich against Kane and Undertaker, but yeah. that just kind of fizzled. I don't know why. Mm. Uh, don't really have an idea of what happened there, but they were teasing it for a while because we did that thing where I ran out in the pay-per-view and then we were doing tag team matches on all the house shows and all that stuff. But I don't know. don't know what happened with that. I guess they just decided to go a different route. I mean, you know how it is. They start a character off and then six weeks into it, oh, we're going to take a different approach. And then you're like just standing there, you know, with your, you know, what in your hand thinking, you know, what ha- what just happened? <laughs> yeah, very sad. But, I mean, I, you know, I have nothing. I mean, I can't say anything negative about WWE. They gave me a great opportunity. They gave me the ball, and I ran with it. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I'm a performer. I'm a professional athlete. I played pro football before I got to WWE. Yeah. I just got inducted into the Pennsylvania Sports Hall of Fame last year. Congratulations. I just co-produced. Thanks. I just co-produced a horror movie, starred in it, did all the f- stunt coordinating, the fight scenes. And, I mean, we won several awards. So whoever's out there listening, check out 100 Acres of Hell. It's the best throwback slasher horror movie on a low budget that you're ever going to see. We just got picked up by Indican Pictures, like I said, and comes out October 8th and then on the streaming services on the 15th. And if anybody's in Northeast PA, we have our big world premiere, Pennsylvania premiere at the Angela Theater in Coldale, Pennsylvania. 
on October 27th, first showing at 4 p.m., second showing at 7. It's only 8 bucks. Stop by, check out the film. You'll be glad you did. I guarantee you'll like it. And if you don't, it's not my fault. Nice. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> awesome, man. Where can we find you on social media? Uh, my Twitter is Big Gene Snitsky, and my Instagram is The Real Snitsky. And check me out there. You could also, like I said about the film, 100acresofhell.com also has a Twitter and an Instagram. I think it has a Facebook page too. So hit us up on there and uh, check out the Angela Theater. The Angela Theater.com is theater with T H E A T R E. The Angela Theater.com. Also, I'm sponsored by a supplement company called Vitargo. Best sports supplement money you can buy. Check them out, vitargo.com. It's uh, amazing. Keeps me going, man. I'm 49. I'll be 50 in January. I'm in the best shape of my life. Lean, mean. Just benched to 400 like nothing. Nice. Stronger now than I ever was. So check nice. them. Check those guys out. Also uh, partnered with Schuylkill Valley Sports up here in Pennsylvania. I do a lot of promotion for those guys. One of the best supporting good shops around. Check those guys out as well. SBSSports.com. Uh, got the surplus shop going. Party1surplus.com. Check me out there as well. Got a nice little business going. Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Anybody's in the area, feel free to stop by. I'm pretty much at the shop every single day. But, uh, yeah, pretty excited about the film coming out. And, you know, it's been a nine plus year process. So we're on the home stretch now. I'm pretty excited about it. So I'm getting ready for, uh, for all the craziness of that. We're getting a lot of, you know, all really good reviews. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of good, uh, publicity feedback going. So check that out. We have uh, a lot of stuff happening with that right now, so I'm excited, excited, excited. But uh, yeah, so a lot of stuff going on. It's all good. I like it. I'm busier than ever. Well, busy as I want to be. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> man, so with uh, with your physique, man, any uh, any uh, uh, any chance that you'll be back at WWE or AEW or anything uh, with, with uh, your Rock solid physique. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, as they say in the wrestling business, never say never. True. I mean, if there's enough zeros behind the first number, I definitely consider it. But it's got to be pretty. Uh, it's got to be pretty lucrative for me to consider leaving what I'm doing now. Because, like I said, I got the shop. I got, you know, the appearances, the comic cons. I'm starting to get into the film producing side of things now. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff going on. It'd be tough to walk away from it. Yeah. But uh, like I said, you know, wrestling is wrestling. Never say never. I mean, I'm uh, in better shape than 90% of those guys, and I could definitely still go. So they know where to find me if they're looking for me. I'm not hiding anywhere. Well, it's kind of uh, it's kind of hard for you, someone your stature, to hide anyway. So you're you're a big guy. So. <laughs> so. It's the ruggedly handsome beard. The beard just kind of precedes me. Yes. Oh, get it? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Gene, it's been a pleasure, man. I appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Uh, no worries, buddy. Thanks for having me. Uh, like I said, check out the film 100 dot com. 
Really, 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 really excited about that. We won the Best Horror Feature Film Award at the Philadelphia Film Festival. That's probably the biggest one we've won so far, but uh, I think we won like 10, 10 awards altogether. So check that out October 15th when it comes out on streaming streaming services, if it's not in your area on October 8th. But if it is uh, something you'd like to see, get a hold of Indican Pictures. Hit them up on social media and tell me you want to see 100 Acres of Hell, that you're a big Snitsky fan and you want the movie because they'll make it happen. Nice. And uh, hit me up on social media, man. I always love to talk to my fans. I'm not one of those kind of guys that forgot where he came from. So very active in the local community and love being from Pennsylvania and grew up in the coal region and, you know, played at Panther Valley High School and then at Missouri and then for the Chargers for a little bit. And I like, uh, I like the area. I like the hardworking nature of the people and, uh, you know, just a cool place to grow up and you know super excited that i got the opportunity to do things i did because i grew up in a town with one stoplight and nobody would ever listen to me when i would tell them they'd see me in the nfl or on wwe monday night raw but they were the same people coming to me for autographs afterwards Ooh, so nice. it's kind of cool <laughs> nice. I love yeah. Awesome. yeah uh what part of uh, pennsylvania do you live at i live in orwigsburg right now but i grew up in nesquahoning it's right outside of jim thorpe Southern tip of the Poconos, coal region. Used to go dirt bike ride on all the old coal mining roads and stuff. So it was you a cool place to grow up, man. Had a lot of good memories. Have uh, a lot of friends still live there and get together. And uh, one of my buddies lives on a lake over at Lake Hotto. So get over to his place every once in a while. And my wife's super awesome. My wife, Carolyn, she's my workout partner. I got a gym in my basement. So her and I crank it out every day and just, uh, Enjoying life, man. I worked my ass off to get where I'm at and still working my ass off, but loving every minute of it and, you know, just excited about the future with the film. And like I said, man, just uh, just really looking forward to the Pennsylvania premiere and everybody getting to see it and checking out all our hard work. Like I said, it's like almost 10 years in the making, so pretty pumped about that. Finally get it out there. Uh, we live, uh, stayed away. Uh, I live in Ohio. So, um, nice. uh, yeah. So I was, I was asking what city that, uh, that you live I'm in. I'm closest to, uh, I'm closest to Allentown. Kind of yeah. like between Allentown and Reading. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, it says that it's a six hour and 44 minute drive. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah. It's all, <laughs> but actually one of my buddies, one of my buddies' sons played at Ohio state. You might've heard of him. Ezekiel Elliott. He oh yeah. Was, uh, my, of course. His dad was a college roommate of mine. We played at Missouri together. It's funny. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't the... cheer for him because I'm a diehard Eagles fan. I can't cheer for the uh, Cowboys. Because so. he plays for the cow, the Cowboys. Well, it's cool. I was coached at Missouri by Andy Reid. Andy was my college football coach. So. Oh, nice. Being that I'm a diehard Eagles fan, I used to uh, go down to Philly every year and see him and hang out for camp and stuff. But I still go down him. Buddies with the security, head of security for the Eagles, Don Tassandro. So I go down and hang out with those guys and still kick it a little bit. Vinny Curry's a buddy of mine. We did a celebrity golf tournament together. So we hung out because he's a big wrestling fan. So we hit it off. And Jordan Balada is uh, from Australia. Uh, yeah, Australia, I think. He's from over there somewhere, but he's he's another dude I met that was super cool in the wrestling and stuff. So. Got to love the Eagles, man. Got to see them win their first Super Bowl up in Minneapolis. So I was pretty pumped about that as well. I was there for that game. So. Nice. 
Well, I'm a Titans fan, so uh, we won't be doing anything anytime soon. <laughs> it looks like, unfortunately. So, <laughs> just <laughs> well, my wife's a huge Steelers fan, so I took her out to see the Steelers Chiefs preseason game, and okay, got to see some of the guys. So that was pretty fun. That was nice. a good time. Yeah. Well, Gene, it's been a pleasure, man. Uh, uh, hopefully, uh, I'll um, I'll send you a message and. Uh, or text, and uh, maybe I can get some type of media. Uh, maybe they can send me uh, like a link so I can check it out. Uh, you know, for for media pass to check out that movie. So um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool, Gene. Big Gene Snisky on Twitter. Go follow him. Go check out the movie. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for uh, taking your time to uh, chat with us tonight. No worries, buddy. Thanks for having me on, and uh, thanks to all the fans out there that listened and that are Snitsky fans. Because without you guys, there'd be no Snitsky here. Any hundred acres of hell or any of that kind of stuff. So I just want to thank you guys for the support over the years, and let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Thanks a lot, man. Have a good night. Not no worries. Good night. Snitsky. All right, man. Uh, glad that panned out to be pretty good. <laughs> he was very patient uh, with that I don't know what in the world happened there. I think there was some there were some issues with blog talk and it just it kicked out my system and yeah. Um it was all types of craziness going on. But I'm glad that you guys can hear me well and I'm glad that you can hear uh that you were able to hear him. And um we were all set. Um all right, so we got some um some some trivia. Um, I'm going to write uh, this here. Take a note here. All right. So we got some trivia. And um, the play of the week this week is going to be pretty interesting, actually. Uh, I, I thought about something. Um, it was actually percentages so i'm writing so there's some questions that i wrote um that i wanted to discuss and i wanted to actually have uh your percentage of the probability of the question or the statement happening so it's going to be pretty fun so uh in honor of uh hell in a cell got some hell in a cell questions for you all um, it's been the past couple, <laughs> the past couple hours have been, uh, quite busy, very, very action packed. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got it together and, uh, um, gonna make it work. So, all right. How y'all feeling tonight? How's everything? How's everybody? Um, um, yeah, how's everything? How's everybody? And uh, let me know how everything's going with everybody. So, most good. I see a lot of people on the on the stream right now. Um, but Mo is the all star right now, man. He's uh, the one that's doing the most interaction here. All right, so sports huddle, all good. Good stuff. Um, all right, so let's jump into this. Uh, Let's jump into it here. Trying to get caught up on impact right now. Okay. That's awesome, uh, Gabriel. Yeah, that's the Tuesdays. Man, it's going to be all types of like well, Monday's Raw, Tuesday's Impact, Wednesday's uh, AEW and um, NXT, 
Thursday is uh, NXT UK. Uh, Friday is SmackDown. Saturday is ROH, and Sunday is ROH. It depends on, uh, you know, where you live. And, of course, Sunday is the pay-per-views as well. So, very, very interesting week of wrestling. All right, so let's jump into the headlines. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, now I feel like I feel much more settled (laughs) than I did uh, before. The only thing is... Since I hopped out of Blog Talk Radio, I need to find my um, my playlist uh, for the for the headlines. So I gotta find that. I gotta find where that went. The playlist for the headlines. I think I found it. Um. Let's see what this is. Headlines, here we go. Maybe. (laughs) Yes, I got it. Found it. I got it. (laughs) That's it. You're right. Exactly. That's it. Uh, Well, uh, sorry to turn it left, uh, but somber moment here. Um, so Rick Bachner, uh, also known as uh, big Titan did some Japan work. It was pretty popular in Japan. Of course we know him as the fake, um, Razor Ramon. I actually first heard it from, uh, my buddy, uh, uh, Rod Price, uh, former GWF star. Uh, he talked, he said that, uh, he died of a heart attack. So it wasn't, uh, the the other the, the the media stuff that I've seen uh, didn't confirm it, um, as far as heart attack, but uh, that's what uh, Rod said. I think the Cauliflower Alley Club is uh, uh, the, one of the first people who publicized it. Um, forty nine years old. That's uh, young. Speaking of forty, I mean that's how old Snitsky is. Um, so wow, that was um. Uh, Sad. That's really sad to find out just someone that young, uh, 49 years old, to have a heart attack. And the pictures that I've seen of him, I mean, he looks pretty, you know, he looks good as far as uh, now. You know, I think he was, uh, after wrestling, he ended up, uh, I think he ended up being like a speaker or something like that. Um, and doing doing well, you know, as far as career-wise. Um but yeah, just just got a really short end of the stick as far as um, as far as Vince. Vince didn't want him to call him anymore, and uh, Vince thought um, it was more of the characters than the people, which is the reason why he brought in uh, uh, Glenn Jacobs and and Bogner, Rick Bogner, to fulfill the characters, and found out that that was not the case. Um, then dropped the characters. Thankfully, Glenn Jacobs ended up being a you know soon to be Hall of Famer with Kane, but unfortunately, uh, Bogner never panned out as far as uh, I mean. Of course, it's not his fault either. I mean, it just it was really DOA as far as just where they were, you know, they where they put him. It was he was a fake Razor Ramon. I mean that. <laughs> How do you? How in the world do you think that that was going to be successful? So, um, 
thankfully he went back to Japan um, and was able to rebound um, his character and, um, you know, just left the pro wrestling business. Let me see his last match. His last match was... um, Let's see... Let's see his uh, last match. His last match was 2000. Wow, it's been that long. <clears throat> so he competed at Stampede in Canada in 2000, and he just left the business. Um, Japan in '99. You know, he was with the uh, NWO Japan. Um. After he left uh, WWE as Big Titan, so so he was in Japan for a while, and uh, you know with the NW Japan NWO Japan faction, so yeah, two thousand looks like that is uh he just left the business, and uh, so it's been almost twenty years, so. Well, that's uh that's good, you know that's that's good the fact that he didn't need the wrestling business and, and uh, just do some random indie shows to try to make ends meet and develop a, a career after, you know, after wrestling. So that's good. You know, I'm, I'm glad that he was able to do that. So that's some, some, uh, very good, uh, a plus. So, so unfortunate, very, very unfortunate. Um, uh, I'm definitely prayers f- go out to his uh, family and friends uh, his loved ones. Uh, it's a really, really tough time. Very, very, very tough time. Um, uh, that he's able to, you know, uh, that they're, they, they're trying to navigate through now. So, uh, very, very tough to, to experience and, and, um, and, uh, go through as, as his family and friends. And so my big, my, my hope, my wish is that, um, um, you know they'll they'll they have someone that can sew them through this time, uh, and they'll be able to uh, to recover um, as quickly as possible from such a uh, a tragic loss. And, and again, a very young, um, um, forty nine is a young age. Um, so, but uh, I, I wasn't. I'm not familiar with his health issues or, or if there's any or if it was abrupt or if there was some you know uh, some symptoms going along I, I'm not I'm not sure of any of that uh, but you know just you know take care of your health that's uh, a lesson that we can learn from uh, that although a lot of people who die from heart attacks they they work out a lot and uh, they a lot of people who die from heart attacks like like the Rick Rudes and um uh, Andy Guerrero's and, and things like that. Uh, um, Road Warrior and uh, Road Warrior Hawk. I think he's, I think he has some heart issues too. Um, they work out, but a lot of them, from what I've seen, it, they have a history of like drug and alcohol abuse, and uh, and it really, you know, makes up, uh, it really like gets to, to them eventually. I'm not sure if uh, this that was Rick Titan's story. Um, I'm, I'm not sure at all, actually. I don't, I don't know anything about his uh, his health as far as his history standpoint. I'm not sure. 
Um, but um, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's a really really sad uh, thing to be able to um, uh, go through this with uh, family and friends, and of course fans of the wrestling business. And uh, again, again, prayers go out to family and friends. Uh, so Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar. So, uh, so, so apparently there was, uh, <laughs> this Mysterio thing, uh, is reportedly being, uh, set up to possibly bring Kane Velasquez in with, uh, to, to feud with Brock Lesnar. Now, Kane Velasquez has been doing some some work, I believe, in Triple A. I believe it's been Triple. I believe it was Triple A that he started uh, doing some uh, competing and started training for. It. So he's been training. He's been training for a while. He was featured on. Uh, I think WWE did a feature on him uh, for a second, saying that he came in and did like some guest training or something like that. And I think he started competing for Triple A, if I'm not mistaken. So, um. Or was about to complete for AAA. Um, I don't remember exactly uh, which what he was. Uh, what what uh, federation or promotion he started competing for? Um, yeah, so he's currently signed with Lucha Libre AAA Worldwide. So yeah, he's he, he competed for AAA, made his pro wrestling debut. Um, looks like August of. Uh, uh, of this year. Um, all right, so let's actually play this Booker T video of, uh, of him. It's from Reality of Wrestling, so let me pull this up to see if we can make this happen. If we can make this happen, dog. Uh, let's see. Let me pull this and play this up for y'all. All right, here we go, dog. Uh, actually, that's the wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Saying it right now. I'm going on record. I'm saying it right now. Kane Velasquez is going to be a much bigger wrestling superstar than he ever was an MMA star. Trust me, I watched him um, go out there and do his thing um, in AAA, and, um, and I must say, he did a really, really good job uh, for a first time, a debut, for a guy having a debut match. It might have been the best debut match I ever saw a guy ever have, and that's coming from a five-time champ. Okay. Well, there you go, dog. The wrong podcast uh, background on there. Oh man, it's been all types of fun today. Um, yeah, so Booker T's uh, it's Booker Booker T put him over, man. Um, a lot, real big. Um, saying that's uh, that was his big, big deal, big big time. Let's see if I can bring this one uh, too. Um, so he's in a mask. Um, I wonder if there's a, uh, okay, so it was Cody Rhodes, Kane Velasquez, and Psycho Clown against, uh, 
Los Marceneros, uh, and Killer Cross. Hmm. So he had an interview with ESPN MMA three weeks ago of how he became a luchador. That's really cool, man. Behind the scenes with uh, Cain Velasquez at the Lucha Libre event. Really, really cool. UFC Espanol. Let's see. Uh, well, let's, see. Uh, let's play this one. I don't think it's... It's UFC Espanol. So... Maybe I can generate it to... Okay. Follows Reality Wrestling YouTube channel, but I haven't watched the video yet. Yeah, um, I watched a lot of his videos, Gabriel. Uh, a lot of his Reality of Wrestling videos are actually really cool. Uh, you want to play this? He actually put on his mask and everything, so I'll play this one too. Estoy impactada, la verdad es la primera vez que vengo a un evento así y pues ver a Caín aquí es algo increíble, nunca, nunca me imaginé conocerlo así tan cerca. Yo creo que sí va a ganar, yo, yo creo que sí va a ganar. ¿Tú mandera qué No, pues con, con el apoyo de la gente y también de, 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 de la triple A. Bueno, bueno, y ahí está, no sé gráfico, que se vean los dos toros, y ahí está la patada. ¿Y una patada? Por poco lo traspasa. Primer contacto que da Caín Velázquez. Giro. Las cuerdas. Oye, sorteo. Ese es un, cap un campeón de UFC. Demostrando lo que tiene. Ya lo decía. Fue luchador por American American. Ok. Espera, Caín. Espera, nice. un poquito. Hemos visto a Caín Velázquez con unas pinzas invertidas. Y el público se levantó. Y además se le dio el brazo. Bien. Con ese impulso que le han dejado al Tejano Junior. Y va a caer a las cuerdas. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Uh, let's watch the last part here when he goes and celebrates the fans. Yeah, let's see. Nice. That's actually pretty cool, man. All right. So, uh, Cain Velasquez, man, is he ready for Brock Lesnar? <laughs> and uh, it seems like uh, from what he saw, I mean, of course, you know, it's his first match. Wasn't too bad for a first match, man. Actually, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty happy about that, man. Congratulations to that. So, we'll see. We'll see where it leads. Um you know, we'll see where it leads. It uh, could lead somewhere. Um, you know, he beat uh, he beat Brock Lesnar in real life, as you see right there in the picture. Uh, he he beat him in he beat him in a uh, UFC, so he can fight, obviously. And um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, you know, if you sign with WWE, there uh, I highly 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 doubt that Brock Lesnar is going to put him over UFC too. And uh, I don't think that's going to happen. <clears throat> I, I don't think Brock Lesnar is going to put him over in the WWE either um, since he beat him in real life and, and you know, t shoot fighting UFC. But, you know, anything for a buck, I guess, right? So, uh, 
um, so the report is that the Mysterio beat up was to, you know, draw some more heat to set him up for potentially Cain Velasquez. Now he's signed with uh, Lucha Libre AAA, and uh, if this is in, if this was the case, if this if this is indeed the case, obviously there hasn't been any type of signing, you know, of him yet. It seems like they may do a holdover feud with, um, uh, with Ray Mysterio with Brock Lesnar. So that could be. I mean, that could be good. You know, so so that could be good, um, which is which I think, you know, Ray Mysterio is a legendary enough name to be able to say, OK, you know, the, uh, well, let's do him versus Brock right now and then, you know, turn it over to Cain Velasquez, you know, maybe like a Royal Rumble type thing. So, or maybe it's maybe it's uh, yeah, because I can see Survivor Series, maybe Ray. That's uh, what a month and a half from now. So yeah, I can see that Survivor Series Ray, and then Royal Rumble Kane Velasquez if they sign him if they sign him at that time. So uh, that would be cool. All right, next we have uh, uh, War Games. So Cody Rhodes wants to buy War Games, and he has Battle Bowl already. He has um, Bunkhouse uh, Stampede. He has those trademarks, and so uh, he's interested in getting um, uh, the 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 war games from WWE. Now I don't know if WWE. I mean, they, of course, they're using that with the Takeover series, so I doubt that I doubt that WWE will uh, get will allow Cody, you know, to 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 sell that to Cody to actually make his competition look better you know, as far as AEW. I think it would be cool though because I don't. You know, he was talking about how he wants to um, kind of get it back to because you know the, the War Games was Dusty Rhodes' idea, his his dad's, and so um, the thing is with 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 Cody is I he he said that he wants to bring it back because he thinks that he will be able to really you know revive War Games like it like it used to be. Now we saw with the war games with uh, NXT, they don't have the top on the uh, you know they don't they don't have the top on there, so it's not the like old school style war games match. So maybe because they already have Hell in a Cell, they didn't want to do the war games type of thing. But I think, but but I agree though. If you go if you're gonna bring back war games, bring back war games. Like bring back the traditional war games type of structure format everything so you want that you want that feeling back um most said it's supposed to be three cages yeah yeah well well sometimes you know even if it's two cages though i mean you know two cages what was what we usually saw and they would have the ring in between it with the two cages with the lids and so let me actually bring up a war games picture um let me bring up a war games uh like an old school nwa one let me try to find find it um uh here it is right here see this is right here is old school right yeah this is old school 
Uh, we'll bring this up here. Bring up the uh, bring up the old that old school one. Let's see. All right, here we go. That's the old school one right there. Old school war games. Let me enlarge this. Let me zoom. There we go. That's uh, that's what I'm talking about. That's the old school one right there. All right. Old school right here. That's what the War Games match looks like right there. With the two cages. Two rings with the lids on the top. That's what, that's what old school War Games looks like right there. So... That's what he wants back, which I totally agree with him. You want to bring back that old school feel to it, and uh, that's—I mean—that's what we want. So, I, that's what I want at least, and I—and I—I'm with him on that too. So, um, yeah, that was yeah that 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 one mode that was like a rarity. That was like the three team one wasn't that good. <laughs> it just wasn't a good. That was one of the worst ones. Uh, um. Actually, as far as um, the three the three team one, I wasn't a fan of that. Just, I mean the 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 three team one that they they had with uh, NXT was good. What we see there, where they had uh, AOP and Roddy against uh, um, Undisputed Era against Sanity, that was actually a that was a really good match, actually. Um, but you know, we went old school. We want the old school feel, so. All right, so last headline is uh, John Morrison. I think we might got to have one one more headline remain. Um, now this is the last headline, John Morrison. So there's reports that he is coming back. You know, he's he's signed, but he put up an interesting tweet. So now here's the thing: you can't take this you can't take this seriously, of course, because you know there's a you can't disclose if you sign with WWE. Um. So he put something up pretty interesting regarding that. I don't know if he he might have he might have took it he might have took it away. Um let me try to find it. Um let's see. Um Okay. So he says, so PW Insider reported it and he said, uh, thanks for the heads up, PW Insider. Please let me know when I'm signed with AWROH. This was September 27th. So, you, you know, you can't take that like seriously because if he, if he signed, you know, with it, um, if he signed with WWE, he would do something like he would just kind of say something like that, just to kind of create some type of red herring. So if he did sign with WWE, you know, that would, that would now, that would be a, uh, denial, you know what I mean? So, 
But we'll see. Here's my here's my take on it. Uh, I've been talking about this a lot over the past few days. He does not need to come back to the main roster. I mean, Raw or SmackDown. He needs to go to NXT. He would be perfect for NXT. You know, the, one of the biggest reasons, and I've had Morrison on the show before. I've talked to him a bunch. Uh, and uh, I think with Morrison, he needs to go to NXT. He would be such a perfect person for NXT. I can see, like, to me, Morrison versus Adam Cole is absolute money. Morrison versus Roderick Strong for North American Championship. Money. And he would fit right into the NXT fold. 100% perfection. If he goes back to the main roster, he'll be, to me, he'll, 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 it's a lateral move. Like he'll get right back to the same position that he was, uh, being a mid card guy. You know, the best thing he got was the ECW championship. He stays in the mid card. He doesn't make the main event, doesn't become world champ, of course. So it's hard for me to really think about him actually being a, a, a huge impression on the main roster. Uh, if, I mean, he's already, he's already been intercontinental champ. So it's like, you're, you're signing me to put me in the same exact position than as I was when I left eight years ago. And that's what I can see. John, that's why I see John Morrison. I mean, just not the best career, you know, uh, uh, not the best on the mic. Um, I love the 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 Morrison slow entrance charisma type thing, um, but you know it, it's it's one of those things that he'll be right in the same spot as he was before, and it's like why come back if you're going to be in the, uh, the exact same spot? I mean, you you became world champ, and I think when I interviewed him, when I interviewed him around WrestleMania um, last year. 2018 I think it was 2018 last year when I interviewed Morrison um he was champ in AAA Lucha Underground and uh was it yeah AAA uh, AAA and Lucha Underground and uh and and um I think it was Five Star Wrestling 2 that he was champ too so he was like champ. He was like world champ in like uh, in like three different companies. So, and and five star wrestling's uh, debunked. He is defunct now. Um, but yeah, or it may have been. Yeah, I think it was five star wrestling. Triple uh, um, A. Okay, yeah. So it was. Mar- it was around. It was WrestleMania. It was right before WrestleMania 2017. So that was about two and a half years ago. So at that time it was it was five star wrestling, um, Lucha Underground and Triple uh, A. So he was champing three three companies. I can't see that happening in the WWE. As 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 good as he is, he's really good. Plus he's like thirty nine. You know he's pushing forty years old. So the AIDS factor isn't as big as it used to be. You know, uh, Lassie's over 40, AJ's over 40, Rude's over 40, uh, Ziggler's almost 40, uh, Sheamus is over 40. I think he is 40, about to turn 41 or something like that. So the, the over 40, there's a lot of P 
people over 40. I think Cesaro's uh, turning 40 next year or something like that. So there's a lot of late 30s, early 40s in the upper echelon or the mid-card of, of, of WWE nowadays. Uh, Brock is over 40, of course. So, the, you know, that that's not a big factor. But coming in and being a mid-carder throughout just about your entire time in WWE, I just don't see that changing. I can definitely see, um, uh, what's the name of the team? It was Eminem, uh, Mercury Morrison. And, uh, uh, it was Joey Mercury, uh, Joey Mercury or Johnny, uh, Nitro. Uh, it was Mercury, Nitro and Molina, uh, Eminem. Um, yeah, so I, I, you know, I think the NXT would be best for him. That's what, that's basically the bottom line on that. Like, just put him in NXT and, and and see where that goes. I think he'll be much more successful in NXT, especially since it's kind of have that main roster type of feel now, with it being on network TV. So John Morrison would be a good grab for them. All right, so let's do some raw uh, review. Um, give me your raw grades. Let's do some trivia too. I ain't doing trivia. What was the King? What was the Hell in a Cell match at King of the Ring, nineteen ninety-eight? What was the Hell in a Cell match at King of the Ring, nineteen ninety-eight? Nineteen ninety-eight. Nineteen ninety-eight. Hell in a Cell match. Hell in a Cell. Be sure to hit that like button. Um. Yeah, be sure to hit that like button, guys. Let's uh, appreciate you all having some fun. Let's continue to have tons of fun. All right, what we got? Hell in a Cell match, nineteen ninety-eight. What was that match? Yep, you got it. You got it, Mo. Mankind and the Undertaker. Next trivia question. What was the Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania 15? What was the Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania 15? Or what was your Raw grades? Raw, you know, Mo tweeted me, man, and uh, (laughs) said that I'm the biggest critic. Uh, Yeah, I am a big critic of uh, WWE television. Uh, he liked Raw. I did not. Uh, it was just okay to me. It was just okay. It was like a. It was like a C minus. I give. I gave it a C minus. Like let's let's let me explain to you why Raw was A minus. Eh? I give it a C minus. I'm explaining to you why Raw was C minus. Um. Yes. C minus, absolutely. Uh, the Mysterio thing uh, with Brock Lesnar, that was actually, uh, <laughs> Tammy says C, bad, yeah. Sports had a liked row into the last week segment. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, that brought it all the way down for me. Um, a minus, yeah. Yeah, C minus for me. All right, so I like the, I like the uh, Gabriel says B minus. All right. Gabriel's in the middle. Um, Red Mysterio thing that that part was 
that was good. That was that was good getting heat for Brock Lesnar. Um, because again, I, I totally agree with what, you know, I say this all the time, what Snicky, what Snitsky was talking about. I actually liked the beginning of raw because it gave, it gave Lesnar a lot of heat because you need to have that type of heat, man. No matter, no matter what people say, developing a good face and a good heel is the way to go. And it, and it bothers me to no end. When all all these tweeners and people in the middle and all that crap, man, form and develop faces and heels. We need to get back to that. And I think this made Lesnar look like the most villainous person in professional wrestling today. That was really, really, really good. Um, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss, that was okay. I mean... You're trying to, you're trying to get uh, wins, rack up wins on Sasha, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm checked out with Sasha. They haven't done a good job with developing her character at all. Um, uh, Robert Roode and and Dolph Ziggler uh, um, beating Heavy Machinery. Okay, yeah, I mean, I like Otis. I, I like Heavy Machinery, but I mean, you know. They've became, you know, they've became a, a comedy team. Uh, team Hogan and Team Flair. Um, yeah, Sasha was good when she returned, but now I don't know what she's doing. Yeah, exactly. Like they just, they just really kind of stopped. Um, her momentum. Uh, team Hogan and Team Flair. I, I was, I was cool with this. In a way, I mean, I, I like the Crown Jewel events. I'm an old school fan, so I like when they bring back the um, kind of like the old school feel to it, kind of like a big market feel, marquee feel to it. Um, so this was okay. I mean, people chanting one more match for Hogan versus Flair. Come on now. Um, yeah, I agree, Tammy. Like four weeks straight of OC losing to Viking uh, Raiders and Cedric losing to AJ again, just in the feud. I agree. Uh, no, it's not taking over for Survivor Series. It's like three weeks before. Um. So yeah, I I, I like this uh, just because it has two big names, Hogan and Flair, and it's funny that Flair's like threatening the suit WWE, but he's on Raw, like, within weeks. So, really interesting. Unless they settled something out of court or Flair just need a quick buck, I'm not quite sure about that, but I found that very interesting. <clears throat> um, Yeah, but they were talking about one more match. That was just ridiculous. Who wants to really see one more match with the 65-year-old Hogan and a 70-year-old Flair? Come on now. Um, that... You know, Hogan said he can't wrestle a day in his life. He can't drop the leg anymore. Well, he's 66, actually. just turned 66, Hogan did. 66-year-old Hogan and a 70-year-old Flair. Like, come on now. Uh, that's 136 years of, <laughs> of between two people in a ring. And uh, I don't want to see it. So, um, I doubt that Flair could take a bump. Uh, Hogan talks about how much you know i mean surgeries he had on his back and things like that um he can't take a bump anymore so you know 
But I do see Flair try. I, I do see Hogan. Um, uh, I, I do see Hogan giving Flair a punch at Crown Jewel, and and Flair just kind of doing this flip. You know, not not flipping, but just kind of erratically taking a bump and landing as a you know landing in a way that's not that they really didn't feel much. He just kind of you know uh, becomes erratic. Tim was asking, ask Chris what I think of the new Raw commentary. Uh, I think Vic did good. Uh, actually, I like him. Uh, I, I liked him with uh, NXT UK. Um, I think he's. I think he fits just fine. Uh, I like. I like Lawler, man. I guess it's the tradition. I guess it's the old school in me. I like Lawler being on there. He actually. It's funny. Last time he was on there, I actually tweeted. Um, uh, I tweeted something. I, I mentioned it on the show uh, of what I tweeted. He actually retweeted my tweet, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. So uh, I like how uh, <laughs> I like the how they put him back on there. So I'm cool with that. And they and they brought a you know he has that star uh, uh, he has that star value on there. I'm cool with it. Dio on the other on the other hand. <clears throat> He sounds so much like Byron Saxon, um, which is like not good because you know, well, I, you know, you sounded just like you sounded just like uh, uh, Byron Saxon. Uh, yes, he was Brendan Williams from NXT, yeah, um, and so he didn't have a really successful wrestling career. Had a decent football career, I think, came from football, um, and then. Not very good NXT career, so they brought him over to, um, to be a commentator. So I don't think I think he's got potential. I mean, you know, he's green. You know what I mean? He's he has been doing this for a while. It really surprised me that that they put Dio on the the number one show of WWE. That really really surprised me when they did that. He needed some more reps at NXT. And, uh, you know, he wasn't even on the NXT, you know, panel. You know, it was Mauro, um, Renee Young, and uh, um, Nigel McGuinness, which I think that he could have, he could have, I think Percy was really good, man. I think Percy was probably the, one of the most improved color commentators uh, of the past couple of years before he left. Um. Oh man, Gabriel said uh, he saw him in an NXT show and everyone was chanting Lenny Kravitz. Oh yikes! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was really interesting. Uh, you read somewhere Tammy says read somewhere that Heyman likes Dio. Yeah, but at the same time, if he likes him, I mean, give him some reps, man. Give him some reps on NXT. I would take Beth Phoenix out, honestly. Um, I'm just not connecting with Beth Phoenix. Honestly, I think she did okay with the uh, uh, mix match challenge. She did okay, um, but I'm just not really. I, I guess because I think Percy set the standard high as far as the personality part of the color team of the uh, color commentating, and I think Dio, you know, he's a wrestler, so he knows that. You know what I mean? Like he knows how to kind of integrate himself into that. So I think he should have been in NXT. Um, give him some more reps. So uh, just him being on Raw is just a bad call. 
not not a good idea at all. I don't even know why they would do something like that. So, um, but yeah, um, the what else is uh? So I like that. Viking Raiders versus the OC, like like Tammy was saying, just same old, same old. I don't even know why they're doing that to OC. It just seems like they always like try to it, they always try to get to a point where they're like they they try to give OC some momentum. And then they just kind of job them out again. Then they try to give them a little something. Then they just kind of job them out again. Like you're with the U.S. champ. Why are you losing consecutive weeks against the Viking Raiders? That just makes absolutely no sense to me. Now, if they're building the Viking Raiders to go against ALP, I would love to see the Viking Raiders against ALP. I would love to see that. Um. So, yeah. You know, I think that would be interesting to, to see. But not at the not at the expense of the OC uh, because you want to keep you want to keep those heel teams strong you want to keep Anderson and Gallo strong and I don't like what they're doing with that I you know AJ and Cedric I wasn't sold on the feud in the beginning and he just keeps losing to AJ so I hope I hope this gives an opportunity for Braun to feud with AJ and then you know Braun gets the title he hasn't had a singles championship since he's been there, they've booked him terribly for the world title uh, picture. So hopefully this is the time. Uh, I, I, I'm just not feeling Lacey Evans. Um, I'm disconnected with her completely. And Ricochet and Cesaro, we've seen that at nauseum. Uh, that was just a pointless match that led to nowhere. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm not. Nah, just not with Lacey at all. I wasn't. Like, when she competed at the Royal Rumble, that to me was just like, oh, what the Women's Royal Rumble? That was a bad, bad deal. And then um, thrusting her so fast into the main event picture, I think that was a bad call, too. Now they're trying to give her some reps, but it seems like they're, they did it backwards, and it just kind of makes it worse because you're not – like you've already reached the pinnacle. Like you've reached the top point. You, you've reached like the, the the pinnacle of where you want to be, and you lost. And now you fell back down, trying to get back up to where you were already were. You know, so it just it's a it's a weird thing, a very a, a very 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 weird thing. I I just don't see it with with Lacey Evans. I just don't. Um, and then the the last thing, um. The the lastly thing was just just oh just terrible, man. Just absolutely terrible. First of all, what a terrible way to bring back Bobby Lashley. Uh I think you should do Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Um at Mania. That would be ideal for me. Uh I, I ideally this is what you should have done. You should have had you should have brought back Bobby Lashley. You should have Brock Lesnar. Um Win the Universal Championship, I would have him beat Seth Rollins again. Keep it until WrestleMania. Have Lashley win the Royal Rumble. Um, and you get Lashley versus Lesnar, man. That's money. That is money. Lashley versus Lesnar at WrestleMania for the Universal Championship. First of all, that is a main event match, 100%. They've never fought before. Lashley uh, tweets over and over again that he wants to fight Bobby Le- that he wants to fight Brock Lesnar. But why would you not capitalize on that? So instead, 
you have like people know that Rusev is married to Lana and you actually had Lana come back with Lastly. Who's going to care about a Lastly versus Rusev feud? Like, where is this leading? It's leading to nothing. This is just terrible. And you couldn't pay me any amount of money in the world for my wife to be all up in someone's mouth like that. That was just absolutely terrible, man. And Rusev was just looking at it like, uh, like it just, I understand a stage kiss. And I, I wouldn't even, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't even be cool with that. But I understand a stage kiss. But come on now. I mean, like, it seemed like Lassie went the business, went into business for himself on that one. Like, it just, it, it was, it was two rounds with that one. Like, at first, it was like, okay, and then he brought him back, and then the foot kicked up, and you know, he got his feels on, and uh, and then he just, just went surfing in her mouth. Like, it was just, ugh, it was terrible, very gross to me. Uh, I didn't want to see that. <laughs> like I didn't get it. I didn't get my jollies from from watching Bobby Lashley and Lana kiss. I'm like, oh. like I don't know. I, I, I didn't look like I didn't look at that. And was like, oh my gosh, Bobby Lashley's kissing Rusev's wife. Like the this the the build. Like mic up your mind, WWE. Do you want to be like wrestling heavy, or do you actually want to build storylines? And you have this. Me and Lana's having problems. You're not even giving it time. You're not even giving it reps. And I'm supposed to be sold by just a simple, you know, tongue uh, <laughs> tongue tag with uh, Lana. And, and lastly, who cares? And it, it was a gross segment. And it was just. It's just a pointless feud. I don't care about seeing Rusev versus Bobby Lashley. It just, I don't know if that was a way to bring Lashley on Team Flair, perhaps. But this is just terrible, man. Yeah, how can Rusev just stand there and not do anything? Right, right, uh, Gabriel. Tammy says, Mike and Maria was bad enough. Now this, exactly. Just pointless. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to look for, like, next week I'm not looking forward to the Lassie versus Rusev feud now. Like, that doesn't make me excited. And this made no sense to me at all. So that's the reason why I gave it a C plus. All right, so let's uh, get to the flavor of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm really excited about this. Um, let's give it one more, one more trivia. One more trivia question. Here we go. What year was the first Hell in a Cell match? What year was the first Hell in a Cell match? All right, let's get some uh, let's get some flavor of the week going on. Let me find my playlist. Here we go. It is now time for the flavor of the week. Nice. All right, so here we go. Let's do let's do this. Let's do let's put some music on because we're gonna have to do the predictions too for Hell in a Cell. Um, 
But I'm I'm interested to get your thoughts on this. So this is percentages. I'm going to do some this week and some next week, uh, Lord willing. I got one, two, three, four, five, six statements. And you, as a PNP Nation, uh, let's, let me take that blur away. There we go. Um, you as the PNP Nation are going to give me a percentage of what you think um, of the probability of it happening. All right, so you're going to give me a percentage. So this this is going to be fun. Uh, let me get some music. Uh, let me get some background music with this here. Uh, here we go. Let's use this one here. All right, so here we go. Uh, 1997 was the first. Uh, it wasn't Taker and Hart. It was uh, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Uh, all right. No, it wasn't SummerSlam. It was Bad Blood. Yeah, <laughs> Bad Blood. All right, here we go. First percentage. Percentage of... AEW will beat Raw in ratings by WrestleMania 36. The percentage that AEW will beat Raw in ratings by WrestleMania 36. So the beginning of April, which is six months from now. Um, so within six months, Raw with uh, AEW beat Raw in ratings. says 5 percent 5 percent says mo uh, sports title says 5 percent not happening 25 <laughs> percent Gabriel says okay that's a that's a big percentage that's five times more than what we have so far. Very interesting. I should put 1% in most hits. You have to consult EC3 about that first. Percentage of the percentage that Drew McIntyre will be WWE or Universal Champion by SummerSlam 2020. Drew, Mac, Drew McIntyre will be WWE or Universal Champion before by SummerSlam 2020. Okay. 85% Mo says Gabriel says 50% uh, Sport Title says 90% Okay, that's a big percentage uh, Okay, so my, my answer for AEW uh, Beat 
Raw and ratings by WrestleMania 36, so that's six months from now. I'd give it about 12% chance. Tammy says 25% that Drew McIntyre will be champ by SummerSlam 2020. So within the next roughly 10 months, Tammy doesn't think uh, it's going to happen. Not Tammy's not confident in WWE's booking of Drew McIntyre. I am not either. I think he should have been champ. Um, I think he is one of the, for a long time, he was one of the most dominant heels. Like, it just seems like you could not do wrong with pushing Drew McIntyre. And then WWE somehow found a way to mess that up. I just don't understand. It just seems like, like some of these, some of these things you just have to be like some of those things you just unless you intentionally do it like it seems like you have to try to do it for it to, to for it to happen like it just seems like it was at a point where Drew McIntyre it was impossible for him to lose momentum and he just lost momentum he just weirdest thing in the world so i would give this uh let's see lexi said 23 percent uh should have happened by now tammy says um if he didn't get injured he'd be in king of the ring i don't know about that i think they they still may may have done corbin you know that was my pick was mcintyre but i know that he got injured and everything but um Gabriel says, I'm a big Drew fan. Uh, I told him I was glad he came back to WWE when I saw him in NXT as champ. Nice. Uh, they keep putting him on top and drop him down. Yep. I think they prefer Corbin to, to Drew for some reason. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I agree with that. All right, next one. We'll do this one. Uh, we'll, we'll end with this one for tonight. And then uh, we'll pick, pick it back up next week. Going to do the predictions too. All right, last one for this week. Percentage that Bobby Lashley, Lashley versus Brock Lesnar will occur at WrestleMania 36. The percentage that Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley will occur at WrestleMania 36. What do y'all got? Fifty percent says Mo. Gabriel says five percent. Point five percent says Tammy. Twenty-five uh, percent for Mo. Sports title says two percent. Sadly, yeah, I think sadly is the operative word there. Lexi says I think his multiple injuries have made Cam sour on him. Yeah, unfortunately, I can see that, too. I can see that. Very unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. Um, negative 50%. <laughs> yeah, I, I would give this more. I, I would say, like, a... Two... Yeah, I would say, like, a... That's being very nice. That's being optimistic because I want it to happen so badly. <laughs> so that's probably why I'm saying 2%. It's probably like negative 5. So. Um, all right. So let's get into 
going to be Lesnar versus Roman at WrestleMania 36. No, I don't see that happening yet. Um, I don't see that happening yet. All right, so let's get into uh, Hell in a Cell predictions real quick. Um, all right. Right now, we just got three matches on deck. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Eric Roman and Luke Harper. Versus Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Yeah, they prefer Lassie kissing Lana instead of being its next Lesnar. I agree with that, unfortunately. Mo says Roman and Daniel. Uh, I've got. Uh, oh, let's just. I mean, I, yeah, I can see that happening, but there's just something about this feud that still makes me think that Roman, uh, that Daniel Bryan is turning heel. I just. There's something to it. Uh, they, they, they may have Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns win, and then after the match, Daniel Bryan turn, but uh, I'm not sold yet that Daniel Bryan's going to be a babyface. Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks in the Hell in Cell match. What y'all got? Or as Tony Atlas would say, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Um, I think Lynch is going to keep this one. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think Lynch is going to keep this one. Lex has got Luke and Rowan, Luke Carpenter and Rowan for uh, the tag match. Sports Hunter's got Sasha. Gabriel's got Sasha. Becky heading to SmackDown. <clears throat> yeah, that would probably be the only reason why. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Till Ronda come back, Mo says. I can see that. Mm. Yeah, I just thought there's still. I mean, Becky Lynch has not looked very strong in this feud at all. Um, so, and I, and I don't see them putting the. They probably they may put it on Sasha though. But what does that say to all the other wrestlers? Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start complaining uh, about my spot, <laughs> and then I'll become champ. Um, but yeah, I, I think Becky keeping it until Ronda comes back makes sense. But I can definitely see them uh, keeping it on. Uh, I, I can, I can see Sasha winning for the sake of Becky going over to SmackDown. Was she going to feud with Bailey at that time? No. All right, so Rollins versus Bray Wyatt for the Universal Championship Hell in a Cell. See, people are saying uh, there's a lot of different things. Um, One of the things could possibly be The Undertaker somehow coming up uh, from the ring costing Bray but here's the thing if you have if you have Bray Wyatt uh, if you start this Bray versus Taker feud which I don't think is going to happen at Wrestlemania you don't need more Taker losses at Wrestlemania you already had two um, 
it, they're all in on this Bray thing. No, no, no. Taker versus Bray shouldn't be a mania. No. Uh, another another Taker loss at Mania just makes no sense. You just you're just continuing to tarnish his legacy. Like at this point, Taker losing at Mania doesn't really mean much. Um, but if you have Brave beat Taker at Mania, um, WWE does a, a really bad job of actually putting people over um, by by beating someone else. So, uh. Yeah, the only thing, Gabriel, how you have a DQ? Like, if it was a regular match, I would have said Rollins by DQ. But it's actually being marketed as a Hell in a Cell match. So, they might just put it on Bray, which I don't agree with, man. You, you don't put it on Bray so quickly. You don't do that. You just don't, you don't do that. It's just way too quick to put him. You, you need more reps. I wouldn't put it on. I wouldn't put it on this early, honestly. Um, you can't just hot shot stuff like that. You finally got something good. You want to make us make us wait, build it up to it. So, and he's a heel, so eventually he has to put a baby face over. What baby face is going to be feuding with him? Braun? I'll be I'll be cool with Braun and Bray. Hmm. So if you do have Bray win, that can see I'd be cool with Braun and Bray at Mania. Actually. I'd be cool with Braun and Bray at Mania. So if you have Bray win for the sake of making Braun for the for the sake of actually making Brock uh, Braun Strowman relevant in the title hunt and finally get his title moment after having f- many many failed moments. I think it was like seven title uh, in the past couple years, he had like seven failed title uh, opportunities. That's terrible. So if you have Bray win to eventually lead up to Bray versus Braun at Mania and having Braun to be the person who beats Bray, I'll be cool with that. Because essentially, at the end of the day, it's still old. It's still, you know, the the, the tried and true method is the heel builds up the baby face so for that sake for that reason if you have break keep the title for six months have Braun be the person who beats him at mania if that happens i'll be fine i still think it's too early for bray still give him some reps um i would have bray win at royal rumble to to, to uh, you know maybe Braun win the royal rumble do it that way but now just you know just right after his fiend character giving him the title yeah not a good idea so all right hell in a cell is this sunday uh aw's tomorrow i watched a a big chunk of the uh the preview the tnt had on uh today it was pretty interesting so aw uh, we have a full episode of NXT this week, not a split episode. And SmackDown is on Friday. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's been uh, it's been fantastic. 
on behalf of Gene Snitsky. Go follow me at Big Gene Snitsky. 392 episodes in the books. Until next week, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless, and always remember, I do it for you. God bless everybody. Have a good night. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.